Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. Bill Peregrine and I have known each other for many decades. He's a green industry professional, landscape designer, owner of his own business, Earth Dance Organics, here in the Puget Sound region. And we first met back in the early 1990s. We're welcoming Bill here today to talk a little bit about his work and the green industry and how he sees the future of our interesting profession. So, Bill, welcome. Well, thanks. 1990s, huh? Are, are you really that old? I am. I am. But I have a I have a picture aging in a closet that is older than me. Okay. If, you know if you know the reference. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a give us the quick Bill Peregrine bio. Holy smokes. Well, if I go back to when I was a child and, and crawling around on the floor, I'm just kidding, really. So um, no, I think um, it's interesting because I actually ask everybody now that I meet as in the horticultural industry, you know, how they actually got into it. And invariably almost everybody has some sort of connection to nature and that was mine too grew up in the midwest we go up to minnesota every every summer we'd spend uh, 10 14 days out in the wilderness you know all the guys and we'd fish and wouldn't see anybody out there so that's kind of the whole beginning of it but i think as far as i can remember back i've always wanted to do something positive for our environment and uh, horticulture just kind of came along as a uh, as a, um, a career choice for me, and and I love it. Um, as you know, Alan, I've been trying to see wholesale change in our industry. We seem to be attached to this uh, chemical dependency on everything, and so um, uh, I've always looked to nature for my solutions and and what I need to do. So that's how I, you know, that's you know what I've been rolling for all of the companies I worked with, including when you hired me back in 1993 at, at uh, uh, high Ridge, uh, and uh, and um, and I pushed the envelope there, and I pushed the envelope at the other companies I work with, and finally I decided that um, the South Puget Sound area where I live in Tacoma, Washington, um, was in need of uh, some new ideas, and so I started Earth Dance Organics in 2011, and uh, and that was to bring sustainability and and uh, organics to the South Puget Sound. And I've got some titles behind my name, but you know, um, but uh, that kind of all goes along with being an eco guy. So kind of knows the eco. So I know you're, I know you're a family man. I know you, you're, you're always uh, running around. I know you see quite a few people uh, in any given week to talk about uh, natural process horticulture. Um, but tell us, tell us something unusual about yourself that most people don't know. Might not be related to anything in the industry, but t just tell us, tell us something unusual that would be surprising that we don't know. Surprising. Oh, that's a great question. I don't. I don't know if I'd surprise you or not that I've uh, been a um, an avid photographer since ten years old. Uh, so ever since um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Keith Wagner, that lived behind me, uh, and his dad worked in the Sears Tower down in Chicago, uh, but his dad had a dark room in his basement, and so his dad gave us each a roll of black and white film. We developed the film, and then 
the first time I saw that print come up in the uh, in the developer after making it on the larger, I was hooked. So I yeah. uh, I think it's kind of my creative been my creative outlet. So I don't know. Is that surprising to you, Alan? Did you know that? I didn't know that, but uh, it's not that surprising to me. So I'm not sure you totally answered the question. I did photography in college as well. We had a, a darkroom, which was uh, not only a great hobby, but uh, uh, was very interesting, uh, a very interesting opening to meet girls. So because it was oh. a dark room and you know, <laughs> other than the chemical smell. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I kind of miss those stuff. days, but I don't miss all that uh, fixative and chemical stuff, man. Oh, it's really caustic, you know. All right. Right. Now you're known you're known locally and regionally as uh, a uh, a very reliable expert on organic horticulture, natural processes, and um, innovative uh, work in horticulture. But how do you? How, what would you say is a, a general mischaracterization of that? How how do you think people misunderstand that aspect of the work when they think of you and what you do? Uh, boy, I think back to years ago when uh, uh, Lance Smith, one of my former employers, uh, pointed out that, you know, people think that we drive around in uh, Volkswagen uh, buses uh, that are painted with flowers and, and, and lots of colors. And we sprinkle Ooh, I'm fairy liking, dust. I'm liking that idea. I'm liking that yeah, idea. We, we sprinkle fairy dust all over the place. And, and that's, you know, that's all good. I think the mischaracterization is that there's something unique or special that we're doing. And really, we're not. All we're doing is replicating... Our whole goal is to replicate what nature is doing. When we do our job properly, we actually work ourselves out of a job because we're needed less and less often uh, um, um, when we're replicating nature. And I think that's kind of been the fallacy up to you know the last hundred years in the big chemical diet is that we thought we have a better way of, of working with nature. And, and uh, I have found that's really not the case. You think it's overcomplicated the way that the public sees it? Uh... When they think about what you're going to be talking about with them, yeah, the difficulty. Is, I mean, the, the difficulty is that uh, if you pick up a bag of chemistry or fertilizer, uh, it tells you exactly what it's going to do to nature. Um, when you're working with nature, you have to stop and and listen. You have to look at your results over years, not over you know days. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to adjust and always try to uh, hear what nature is needing from the relationship, um, as opposed to um, always enforcing yourself upon it. That said, you know, we are part of nature um, and we are part of the system. So we also need to participate, you know, as uh, as as uh, global people on the system. Mm -hmm. And, do you, you know, when you were coming along and I know you've worked for a number of different firms here regionally in Harmony, uh, Malone's, uh, when you and I worked together at uh, the High Ridge Corporation before they put themselves out of business. Um, uh, that was and, after and, our time, mind you, by the way. As soon as you took over, it went out of business some, for some reason a couple years later, but that might be <laughs> um, and, and other things that you've done and all the people that you've consulted with and all of the uh, uh, contractors and designers that you refer uh, and and consult with, was there someone early on that was a mentor for you that you think of as somebody who who kind of uh, caused a pivot or or uh, a life change for you that got you into it or helped you, helped you uh, along with it in an unusual way? In horticulture, uh, I have to say, when I got out of college, I have a degree in journalism from the University of Kansas. But when I got out of college, I spent uh, seven years in the advertising industry, 
Mm -hmm. uh, and um, and I think that's really where I kind of developed my desire for design. As you know, Alan, you hired me as a designer at High Ridge, which was really my first full-time gig uh, as a designer while I had done uh, design work uh, on the side in Chicago. Uh, moving out to the Northwest was that. But uh, there's a gentleman um, in the uh, marketing consultant uh, in the, in Kansas City that uh, really lended a lot of very uh, insightful um, ideas on, on people's behaviors and what happens behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh, in marketing. So, um, but my, you know, my organic guru really is Hendrika Shraven that we know, know well, uh, you know, I followed him from, you know, from the beginning, uh, he, he always pushed the envelope, uh, did things, did very, very high end projects, but he did it all organically. And I, and that was to me an inspiration to see that it wasn't just somebody, you know, pushing dirt around that was doing things organically, but I can see he was probably, it was probably more of an inspiration to you than a mentor though. Right. Because he didn't, uh, knowing Henricus, and I think I can say this fairly, he wasn't somebody that would uh, uh, freely uh, come forward and kind of help help you along. He would he would answer the phone and answer questions for you. And it was always interesting to talk to him. But he wasn't somebody who would come knocking on your door and uh, and 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 check up on you and make sure that everything was working out. But you, you don't really have anybody like that that uh, um, you, you see in that way. Well, I actually do, and her name was Heidi Felton, and uh, Heidi uh, passed away, unfortunately, at 56 years old from a terrible disease, but uh, she saw my work early on at the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, and at the year she saw what we had done is I had done a meditation garden down there, um, and uh, she needed me to landscape her property. It turns out that she worked closely with Melinda Gates uh, for a number of years. She also was very inspirational in, in, in uh, Islandwood over on Bainbridge Island where they do environmental education for fourth mm -hmm. and fifth grade, or is it fifth and sixth graders or fourth and fifth graders? I can't remember uh, out there. And she actually put in, together the entire uh, organic uh, garden out there, uh, uh, recycling everything. She was also involved in the community trying to get environmental education into our elementary schools. And she actually had me design uh, with her a number of community gardens. So the, the Jewish uh, strom community garden on Mercer Island, the uh, Rainier Beach uh, community garden that was down there. Uh, and she would take me out to lunch and she would listen to my stories and she would give me uh, really good uh, advice on, on what I, on where to go and what to, what to heed. You know, it's interesting that one of the things that she said to me at one time that I held was, the future is not brick and mortar buildings. That's not the future of where we're heading. And it never really struck me how in the heck could that possibly be true until we hit COVID. And then all of a sudden COVID comes along and we're all working out of our hubs. We're not working in the in the brick and mortar buildings. Um, and so I hold that kind of kind of true because really, if you think about it, Alan, yeah, we have buildings, we have trucks, we have all this other stuff, but our work is really not performed there. Our work is really performed on our customers' properties. You know, we're 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 you know working amongst the, you know, working amongst the plants. Mm -hmm. uh, and working amongst nature. So Heidi Felton, uh, without question, was uh, a huge um, inspiration and mentor uh, to me. Yeah, it's really valuable to have those kinds of great influences. We're talking yeah. to Bill Peregrine, a uh, professional horticulturalist and uh, well-regarded green industry professional here on the Green Meridian podcast, and we will be back in a second.
Welcome back to the Green Meridian Podcast. We're talking to Bill Peregrine. Bill, tell us tell us about the work that you're doing now. What how would you characterize the work you're doing now and how it's kind of uh, uh, evolved over the past say two years? Over the past two years, interesting. Well, it's actually kind of evolved over the last ten years. Uh, I re- actually thought I knew quite a bit about what I was doing when I started the business, but I've you know learned quite a bit since then. Um, what I've realized is that understanding what nature is doing is actually from a professional standpoint, very complex. Um, it's hard, this is why it's really hard for our peers to know how to go out and adjust themselves to working with nature because it takes a lot of education, it takes a lot of learning, it takes a lot of being a green thumb, which really just means that you've worked a lot of years uh, in the industry. And so as such, we realize fairly early on is we have an organic service part of our business that we we're, we're like a true green chemlon except we do it all organically. And I realized with the probiotic teas that we brew and the organic fertilizers and stuff that we put down that that our peers just aren't ready to take over the physical aspects of that. On a whole, there's there's a number that actually do that, of course. Um, and so we decided that we needed to keep that in house. And so we service our peers uh, for that. And we have contractor programs uh, set up and we're you know, trying to work our way into, into that uh, contractor end of things. Um, the other thing I think that is really telling is with you know, the implosion in the world that we see today with all the fires and the floods and the rains and everything else that's happening, uh, actually bodes really well for my business. <laughs> Unfortunately, people people are upset. They're they're disturbed. They're looking for a, a new solution. They're looking for a new way of doing things. And and our business uh, sits uh, squarely. We solve environmental issues. We get rid of chemicals and pesticides. We restore the health of nature. Things start taking care of themselves. Uh, and really, it's not. It's, that's a great aspect of the business. But I think the bigger picture is that when somebody engages us, we continue to give them additional information on how they can do things. They start to, I think, maybe walk a different road, if you will. Maybe they recycle. More. I know I can't speak for them, but maybe they recycle more, and maybe you know they look at what they're throwing away, and maybe they uh, uh, um, certainly they get rid of the chemicals and pesticides, you know, because that's kind of scary. Um, but maybe they actually become a little bit more environmentally conscious because of our efforts in coming in and being, you know, part of their, part of their story. Uh, the and, other thing and, is that, and, and you're uh, able to, you're, you feel like you're able to comfortably monetize that. I mean, not to be selfish and pragmatic about it, but you, it's got to turn into a business at some point because you've got employees and yeah. so you've been able to actually uh, find, you think, a, a reasonable balance in your personal life and your professional life to be able to consult on that kind of a basis and turn it into an income generator? Well, it's actually, you know, it's a business. We go out every morning with, uh, you know, 300 gallons of, uh, of brewed tea, organic fertilizers, and we charge our customers, you know, to, mm-hmm. to apply those you know, mm-hmm. on their properties. Mm-hmm. We also, as you know, we also maintain our design and construction end of our business. Though we don't actively advertise it anymore, almost all of our work is by referrals these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, the, obviously, there's you know revenue bet- behind the uh, um, behind that. And mm-hmm. guess what? We just, uh, uh, as as you know, recently just bought a 11 acre farm, and we're planning on having um, um, company products uh, that we're going to be producing, uh, Earth Dance Organics products. 
So that'll be, you know, kind of the, the other end. And that that will allow us to actually even have a greater reach. Right now, you know, I think we're pretty reasonable. We're really not that much more expensive than the chemical guys out there for doing services. But if I can offer, you know, a homeowner a you know bag of fertilizer or compost or something, uh, they can now all of a sudden we can extend our reach into into those households as well. So, um, and you you have a you have a pretty good team. What's what's your team like? Oh my gosh, my team is awesome. My team is is outstanding. It's amazing to me. I was just thinking about this yesterday, as as uh, we had a beautiful sunset, uh, one of the nicest days of the year. Um, but uh, I have the most crazy, great resumes coming in to us right now. People are seeing us as a place they really want to work and to explore and to, because of this eco-friendly attitude that we have. And in horticulture, that's not really prevalent right now. And uh, and I think that's why we're having such, we have awesome, awesome employees. We have, matter of fact, we have awesome customers. Our customers are outstanding. Our peers, are not only our peers, but our suppliers. I go into our suppliers and, and, and the guy at the counter says, hey, Bill, I got a new product came in. Would you take it out and test it for me because he I'm the only one or apparently our company is the only one that knows how to you know work with these new organic products coming up uh, which is kind of strange so it's it's to to me it's a it's a larger community it's not mm -hmm. just um it's not just our company or me um, but it's it's everybody that's involved in this larger uh, community effort uh, towards changing things and so, what uh, what what does a typical day look like? So you're 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 up early. You're going to job sites, or you're consulting with new clients. What's like a typical? Yeah, day? well, Bill uh, Bill's trying to uh, step back a little bit from the business, so uh -huh. Bill's trying to trying to bring in more people into the business to you know mm -hmm. take care of the, mm -hmm. the day to day. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still go out. I still meet with the crews. I still you know um, I think part of my part of my job is to a make sure they have the information that they need to perform their job well. But B, it's really to make sure that I'm continuing to reinforce um, why our customers are hiring us and why we're in there. I get all that information by meeting our customers. We just did an awesome project, beautiful family. Um, and, you know, they have some health issues going on. Well, it's important that my crew understands that this garden that's going in is really to help with their mental and they think their health issues, you know, to really help to, you know, um, be, be a garden of inspiration they can go sit in and enjoy the butterflies birds and bees and and uh, mm -hmm. really kind of recuperate from some of the issues they've had you know, but you're on. but 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 on a more routine scale i mean you're you're getting up in the morning you're going out to job sites you've got a number of appointments during the day and you're checking on the cruise or is it on autopilot or do you work from home and you're estimating most of the time or what are you actually doing <laughs> well it's all those <laughs> so so uh, if I need to be on a job site, I am. I was on the job site this morning. I was laying out plants uh, for a new project we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, early. You get, you're getting up early to do that, or you're you're rolling oh, yeah. out, rolling yeah, out of bed, at, rolling out of bed at like ten thirty in the morning and. No, 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 we don't do that. So yeah, you know, I used I, I used to like to do that, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, well, my days are fairly long right now because of this farm purchase mm -hmm. that we just mm -hmm. made. But uh, you know, I go to bed you know, at ten thirty, eleven. And I pretty much work most of the evening. Uh, and then I'm up at six, you know, uh, 6.30 yeah. and, uh, you know, getting ready and heading out the door. So, or I'm heading down to my office. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you, when you assemble and kind of compose the packages of the work that you do, um, you're doing a standardized proposal 
And are you giving literature to the client? I mean, what what is it? Uh, what what is the what is the kind of the early deliverable before somebody becomes a client for you? What what are they getting? Well, keep in mind that we're focused on our organic services and not design build. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, we have all that packages together. So you, Alan, as a contractor, if you're interested in our services, you would you might be one of our customers. Mm -hmm. We actually have uh, 12 emails uh, are all ready to go through. Uh, we use Service Autopilot. Uh, for mm -hmm. our uh, CRM uh, mm -hmm. dispatch um, and accounting. And uh, uh, you say, I'm interested in organics bill. What can you tell me? And we have a conversation, but but then guess what? One one uh, day every week for the next 12 weeks, you're going to get a new email about a new benefit. Uh, it's all automatic. It's going to roll right out of the door and you're going to start receiving those. Um, and folks are signing up for annualized contracts with you typically, or they're doing one-off for the homeowner? Uh, it's always annualized contracts up front. So mm -hmm. at the beginning, uh, um, I have a great business um, mentor um, that uh, said, you know, you need to put together a package that you can promise a customer will work. And mm -hmm. so we realized that we need to go out like the other guys. We need to go out six times a year to somebody's property. Because I know if I go to your property six times a year, you will see definite results. But it, it really depends on what you give me. If you give me a property that's all chemically riddled, it's going to be yeah. even a harder harder uptake. Right. Um, but uh, but guess what? We have a four-time year program and we have a two-time year program. So if you've been with us two or three years, um, you might be down to four times a year. And at four times a year, guess what? We're less expensive than the chemical guys at six. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, and we have a two time year program because organics builds on itself and customers have been around for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, uh, are on two time year, um, uh, with us. So, so from a, from a business person standpoint, and as a manager of people and a business owner, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about the office processes that you use and, the you know, your scheduling, I'm assuming you're doing billing, um, you're, you have client relations. What, what kind of tools are you using for that kind of stuff? Well, if you're talking about uh, uh, a customer coming in, so we either uh, have a contact form on our website mm -hmm. uh, that they can use, or uh, obviously we have a phone number as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Karina in my office takes all those incoming calls. And then uh, as soon as a lead comes in, it all goes into Service Autopilot and it's tracked from there in Service Autopilot forever. Uh, customers down the road can actually have their own client portal. They can see every single invoice we've ever done for them mm -hmm. uh, by going online and they can pay online. Mm -hmm. So uh, once she engages somebody, uh, every we realize every site that we do, we soil test. We It's just easier for me to soil test a property to see what's missing rather than kind of guessing by looking at, you know, foliage mm -hmm. and what's happening mm -hmm. on the property. So that's a $199 service. And what that does is it allows us it allows us the opportunity to go out, whether it's me or Karina or somebody else, go out and meet a, a customer for 30 minutes and, and walk their property with them and discuss what we're doing, pull the soil sample, send it off to a lab. Uh, and, uh, and, and rather than saying, oh, we have a $100 fee to come out and see you, we say, no, we come out and we give you something of value. We give you a soil test. And that soil test is the customers, whether they use us or not. Right. Uh, and the, but we build all of our programs, all of our organic programs are all built around that soil test. Mm -hmm. So we know what we have to do to adjust to make things. That's make probably things. the first analysis they'll ever see of, you yeah. know, that we've seen about yeah. from their own property. Yeah. And then we and then in service Autopilot, the whole program is all set up. 
uh, we just enter the uh, square footage and information in it. It pops out the proposals. When they accept the proposals, we say, um, you know, put it in uh, waiting list and dispatch. We go to the waiting list and dispatch. Uh, we pull it out. We schedule for the crews. The crews go perform the work. They enter the information on their cell phones. Uh, of uh, all the all the things that we've asked them to look at on the properties. And uh, when it comes back uh, uh, every Saturday night at midnight, all those invoices for the all the work done for the last week is all invoiced. Uh, and it's sitting there waiting to uh, send out to the customer. Anna on on Monday morning uh, hits uh, looks at all the invoices, make sure they all look correct. Mm -hmm. It's send, 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 and they, and the customers all get invoices. And you just at that point you just dump all the money in your basement in that huge money pit that you have that's filled with coins like on the scourge. No, that... I just bought a farm. So did I, did I tell farm. you I bought a farm? <laughs> yeah, you're either going to buy a private plane or you're going to buy a farm. So <laughs> that's right. Who wouldn't want worms? <laughs> so well, good on you. Well, we're talking to uh, Bill Peregrine, as you know by now, and we will be back in a minute. So, Bill, I want to ask you about uh, your creativity. And one of the things I admire about you is you're always on on brand and you uh, your message is very clear. And I feel like you're one of those people that uh, when someone meets you, they automatically like you and trust you and believe you. And uh, and rightly so. Uh, but I, I kind of know how you're going to answer this. But but I, my, my basic question is, do you feel like you're innovating? Do you feel like you're actually pushing the envelope of anything and and if so, how are you innovating that's quite different from anyone else that's doing uh, natural horticulture right now? It's, it's a great question. And, and, you know, I think we're always innovating and we're innovating because we're understanding nature better and better as time goes on. So I remember the story I remember from uh, years ago was um, Mercedes Benz came up with a three point seatbelt and they said everybody in the world needs to have a three point seatbelt. And so they did not hold a patent on the three point seatbelt they uh, let it go out there um, uh, because, because of the safety ramifications of having a three-point seatbelt. And so I kind of look at our business the same way. I am so happy to share the information. I, I encourage anybody that wants to know about things. It, let's, let's talk about it and figure out how these things work. Let's figure out how we get you involved. Let's get you, let's get you going down, you know, nature's way. Going down nature's way, is, it takes a lot of effort. I just, you know, completed the 200 hours of uh, training at the Soil Food Web out of you know, uh, Corvallis, Oregon. Um, uh, that's Dr. Elaine Ingham uh, work down there. You know, that's huge. I can't expect my peers to go do the same thing, but I'm happy to share that with anybody that wants to know. But guess what? That's just the one first thing I'm going to learn. I'm, I'm out learning everything uh, I possibly can. So we're always innovating. We're always looking for how do we adjust our program. We realize people want, you know, people want, the kind of garden that they envision, you know, they bring with them where, wherever they come from. And so we try to, you know, we try to help meet those needs while also adjusting for, for nature's needs. And adjusting for nature's needs is, is a lifelong learning process. Um, well, you feel like the industry is behind you, though. I mean, uh, I don't mean behind you like backing you, but I mean behind you uh, in a timeline. They're, they're not. Um, absolutely. Are you, are no, you surprised? Are you surprised that? Uh, no, because uh, you just uh, I kind of follow agriculture really closely because mm -hmm. it's the same thing happening in agriculture. I mean, at one time, 
you had the, you know, you had um, uh, people that didn't want to do the chemistry, and so they called it organic farming. And then mm -hmm. the USDA bought the organic farming name, and so people said, well, we're beyond organics, or we're, you know, we're doing something else. And then permaculture came along, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's regenerative agriculture came along, and then biomimicry came along. So all of these things, you know, continue to to present themselves as as new ways of working with uh, with nature. Uh, so. Yes, I, I think my peers are behind me um, educationally, but not not necessarily spiritually. I think spiritually, they I think everybody you and I had this conversation, you know, 30 years ago. Who do you know that got in this industry because they didn't want to you know, work outside? They didn't want to work with plants. They didn't want to work with nature. They didn't want to be with the butterflies, birds and bees. I, inherently, it's in us. But we get trapped in this notion that we have to supply our customers exactly what they're looking for. And that comes with this chemistry experiment we started back in the you know, 1950s. Um, so um, uh, so I don't I don't necessarily I think I'm ahead because of my passion to uh, always understand nature. Right. Um, as I like to say, the closer I look into the center of a flower the more I understand about the makeup of the world and what we're given. So, um, and I think that's just my, because of my passion, I probably am, you know, quote unquote, ahead of other people. Yeah, I believe that's true. Now you, you know a lot about the industry, you know, a lot of people that are connected and work within the industry. Um, let's just say, for example, today, uh, Bill Peregrine is put in charge of the country. And you're given uh, six months of undisputed uh, benevolent dictatorship to 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 make changes. Um, what what kind of changes would you make? What what kind of what kind of uh, big picture changes would you make that 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 could be done um, that I, we're I, we're not doing? What are we what are we spending right now in the military? Seven hundred billion dollars or something on the military every year. I take the uh, seven hundred billion dollars we spend on the military and I put it towards the peace effort around the world you know we we are who we are because of uh you know um uh the capitalist you know society we lived in and it's insane to me to think that uh um uh that we are we're putting that much there so i think uh, changing the mindset of of where we're going forward you know i think COVID has kind of shown us and you know the you know the uh, president before biden you know kind of showed us that uh we we really have a lot of varying viewpoints on how to move the world forward um but uh, uh i don't think we're going to move more closely to following nature's lead if we don't you know um, you know stop bombing the world um so I, where would we be today the question really is where would we be today if over the last 40 years we spent 700 billion dollars a year on the peace effort i mean honestly where would we be as a society but that's, you know, not the capitalist way of looking at things. Protecting True. Ourselves. True. Ever the uh, the person to take the converse way of thinking. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate talking to you, Bill. God bless you. Godspeed. And uh, I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, Alan. You going to hire me again? No, because last time I hired you, you ended up in my desk. And I was oh. So <laughs> we're definitely not going that route. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> okay, man. You take care. You too. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. everybody, for listening today.